Good morning, my name is Greg O'Donnell. I'm the host of CRE Mentor Hero. Today I'm going to speak with you about using an LOI versus using an offer to lease. In the commercial real estate brokerage business, it's common practice these days to not use formal offers to lease to negotiate space for lease. The reason behind that is that tenants that are trying to negotiate on space that ultimately don't come to a successful conclusion with that landlord have potentially had their offer to lease because it can be a binding or contractual agreement, have had it reviewed by a lawyer. They've spent money on a law firm, they've taken time to get the agreement right, and then they actually don't negotiate a deal on the space, but they still have the legal bill. So often what's used today is a, call it an LOI or letter of intent. So terms of the agreement, the business terms are outlined, it's submitted on the real estate brokerage firm's letterhead, and it's a it's negotiated and that ultimately the terms the business terms of that agreement are rolled up into the lease document now there are upsides and downsides to this process uh, the downside of course is that you're not contractually engaged with the landlord and the landlord's not uh, contractually engaged with you so these are market dependent type scenarios when the market's hot as a tenant you want to tie the space down as a landlord you don't you want your options open to you and vice versa uh, when the market's slow, you as a tenant want lots of choice, so you might negotiate with one party, and sometimes, in some cases, people are simultaneously negotiating with another through an LOI process. Now, that's all fine and dandy, but sometimes the market can shift and change, and what will happen is that you'll be caught without space because you don't have the agreement binding. Another tenant comes along, or an adjacent tenant comes along and wants the space, and all of a sudden now you're out of a deal, your client's out of a deal, and you've got to start the process all over again. Now, if you would have had a binding agreement, it would have been binding but subject to the lease being executed. But generally speaking, people don't go out doing any form of other discussion once they have an offer to lease signed. So you do have that advantage versus working on a pure letter of intent basis. You really need to take the time to understand the differences in the market and the nuances that are going on and why you may want to use a letter of intent versus an offer to lease. Things can, can change relatively quickly, so it's important for you to take that time and to go through the process and think through which approach am I going to take based on where the market is right now. So, um, you alternatively, what people do today in some cases, they don't even use a letter of intent or an offer, but they'll line up the top three to five options and get some numbers from the landlords and various landlords, work on some broad-based assumptions, and start working some numbers in a financial model that your client can ultimately review that can lead into some further discussions about a short list of options that you might want to start negotiating on or receiving proposals on from the landlord. Important part here, though, is that you've looked at the various manners in which you can start a discussion with your client and also with the landlord so that you can get to moving the deal along and hopefully get into some form of paperwork or some form of agreement. My name is Greg O'Donnell. I'm the host of CRE Mentor Hero. We bring you one big tip, big idea, each and every day.